Hi, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and also healingsuicide.com. I'm a medium, a channel, an energy worker, also an evolutionary astrologer. And uh, this um, video is for the sun forecast in Gemini. I'm a little late because of some distractions, perhaps because of Gemini stuff. Uh, but this is just going to cover the transition from Taurus to Gemini, uh, how I see it, and then also um, some highlights of the uh, sun's trek to the sun, including uh, the new moon that took place today on the 22nd, and also the, the Sagittarius full moon on uh, June 5th, uh, Pacific time. So um, this used to be part of my subscription service, my monthly forecasting service, um, which has a bunch of different classes and perks and, and things going for it. Um, but I do outer and inner planet forecasts specifically for my subscribers. And then I try to do this, the sun thing as a general thing uh, for public consumption on YouTube. Um, but anyway, you can check out the subscription service at tdjacobs.com. And there are two levels. Level one has all the astrology stuff, including a class uh, almost every month, usually 10 times a year. And level two includes all of that, plus a monthly guidance call where you get 15 minutes with your spirit guides and or the other beings I channel for just check in about your progress. So anyway, check all that out at tdjacobs.com. So first let's talk about the transition from Taurus to Gemini. Uh, when any planets in Taurus and, and the sun transiting puts like the giant flashlight of conscious awareness in Taurus, we're trying to slow down and do things intentionally. We're trying to um, conserve energy. We're trying to focus our attention and not waste energy, we're trying to see what is essential, what is needed, what is necessary in order to survive. That's the most fundamental level of, of this energy, but otherwise to, um, you know, the survival of a way of life or the insurance of success of a process or a project. It requires that we line things up in a row, line your ducks up in a row, and uh, work intentionally with the tools and resources in front of us or gather and and become good at new tools or gather new resources in order to help us get where we want to go. So it's an earth sign and there's an emphasis on practicality and pragmatism and efficiency. So just thinking about it in terms of, you know, the solar year, if we use that beginning with the sun's ingress to Aries of the vernal equinox, the sun in Aries has this quality of here I am. It's kind of like, I want, to, I want to jump this direction and then that direction. I'm not going to think about it much. Then when the sun hits Taurus, we have the sense of, wait a minute, how can I stabilize things? What do I need to survive? Right? Aries energy is I am announcing existence. And Taurus energy is how can I use my resources to ensure that I can survive? And so, so during the month of Taurus, you want, typically we might, or any planet working through the lens of Taurus, might typically want less stimulation. You might want to focus on what is essential, especially as the last couple of years, we've had Uranus you know, into Taurus and then back to, to Aries and back to Taurus again. And there's been quite an emphasis on freeing ourselves or choosing individuation by managing our resources, our time and energy, and, and probably money in different ways, in new ways, but to let things, certain things go. So we've been primed for this Taurus process a little bit. Sun goes into Taurus and you become aware of this thing's a distraction or that thing's a little noisier. I want to focus on this or I just want to, you know, zoom in and focus on something. Well, then when it gets to Gemini, which is mutable air, right? Fixed 
Earth, Taurus, to mutable air, always the, the sun or any planet changing signs, it goes from one kind of quality of experience and expression to a very different quality of experience and expression. Um, from fixed air or fixed Earth to I don't want to do anything that's unnecessary to mutable air, everything is possible. So when the sun enters Gemini, there's a sense of openness or it could be distraction, uh, but it can also be new ideas or an awareness that you need a breath of fresh air, new behaviors, new ideas, new attitudes, that you need to do something new. So um, the sun entered on, um, let's see, where, where's the note here? Wednesday, May 20th. Um, and so we just had this, this process of newness. Uh, and immediately it starts a trine to Saturn and Pallas, both retrograde in early Aquarius. And, and Saturn, all that time in Capricorn, and then edging into Aquarius and then stationing, there's a real, and, and during that time it was square Uranus and Taurus. That hadn't perfected yet. It doesn't perfect until I believe December of, of 2020, uh, meaning Uranus is in a higher degree, so it didn't actually perfect. Um, but that sense of, you know, what am I loyal to? How am I using my time and energy? Am I individuating? What do I think maturity is? Am I responsible? Do I need to break free, right, in order to be responsible? Sun and Gemini trying these two. New ideas, new stimulation, new possibilities. Maybe I even had this experience the other day where I was talking to uh, uh, one of my subscribers and, and we were talking about something she's learning. And she said, um, yeah, I kind of wish you would teach that. And I was like, I don't know how I would teach it. And then as she described how she's learning it from this other person, this energy work technique stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. And there's that energy of, oh, that new idea. I had discounted it. Or I had thought before, I don't know how to do that, so therefore I can't do it. It's not always true. So being open-minded is one of the strong invitations of Gemini. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what works, what doesn't work. Well, you know a lot of things about things that don't work. And you know a lot of things about things that do work. But the Gemini mindset is to stay open-minded. So think about that energy of Taurus, fixed earth, constricting, trying to hold its position that looks stubborn and uh, bullheaded from the outside. But it's picking a groove and being committed to it to sustain it. Into Gemini, open everything up. You don't know what's going to happen next. Overheard conversation, a snippet of a headline. Uh, you said something. I thought you said this other thing. I misheard you. Oh, there's an idea. Gemini, right? Um, being distracted by visual cues, auditory cues, being reminded of things that bring new ideas, but the, re the remembering was from a smell. All kinds of sensory things uh, if you're open to it. So the, the recommendation for the solar month of Gemini is to notice if you're not open and to allow yourself to be curious, to allow yourself to explore or open up. So after this, this the, the trine to Saturn and Pallas Athena and Aquarius, um, pretty quickly, two days in the solar month uh, on the 22nd, as a Gemini new moon at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time at two Gemini and five minutes. So a new moon is always about um, uh, new ideas. Actually, I did a, I put these in a, in a, in a thingy for you. Let's see what it yeah, I put in a little PowerPoint thing just to be able to, to pull up the 
chart. Not that. There we go. So uh, Friday, May 22nd, uh, 2020. So obviously up here you see the sun here uh, in early Gemini, two minutes, you know, two days and five minutes. Every new moon's about new ideas and new opportunities. But you just had for two days the opportunity to open up or get used to new stimulation. So I see, I see this as kind of like a double underlined potentially surprise, right? Or new information can come in. You might feel a little overwhelmed a couple days in. And uh, look with me and my task list, I'm able to like focus on certain things, but I'm all very distracted. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, we don't know where we might come up with new ideas. So let's stay open, but let's try to get things done. But it might be a lot of stimulation, a lot of information coming in. Uh, the major aspects to talk about are the trines to uh, the Pluto-Jupiter, uh, both retrograde in, in Capricorn, and of course the Pallas Athene Saturn in Aquarius. And in this month's subscription uh, service and the um, uh, Jupiter on out forecast, I go into detail about these four traveling together in Capricorn for, for months and even getting down into like within four degrees of each other toward the end, which is kind of, con, you know, compacting this energy quite a bit. But in this case, uh, two planets in Aquarius, Saturn ruled, right? Co-Saturn ruled. Two planets in Capricorn, Saturn ruled. They're all retrograde. So they're all like, what is the right thing to do? Should I rethink things? Trining the Gemini new moon. So part of the opportunity here is to recognize what is stuck and to be open to new ideas. Uh, so part of it is in seeing patterns and ruts and rhythms that aren't really serving you, and you might find yourself a bit frustrated that something isn't working correctly or isn't happening yet or used to work fine, but what's the problem now? And the real point is to be open to new ideas. And with a new moon, I always talk about something trying to birth itself from within you, something trying to emerge and step out. You don't know what it is, so you'll feel an urgency or a guidance or a, you'll feel like your, your, your body um, urging you to move. It will move itself if you just relax. There's a sense of stepping in a new direction. I think it's important to have intentions with, with lunations, especially new moons, uh, but you don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to come to pass. That's really important. So don't put pressure on yourself. In this case, be open to new ideas. I, I would encourage you to be grounded so you're not overstimulated. Um, actually, Ascended Master Jehudi, Hermes, Thoth, Merlin, St. Germain, that being, um, I just put up on Patreon, actually, uh, the, the, the Lunation Channel Meditations will are, are, are part of the subscription service included for my subscribers. Um, and I put them up on Patreon if you want to just get those and not get the forecasts and do the classes and perks. Anyways, you can look me up Tom Jacobs astrology on Patreon too for those. So there's an openness that's needed here and it might be fed by being open to solutions to old problems or things that aren't working anymore because these, these four bodies have recently become or gone retrograde. So they're all actually kind of slow as well. Like Saturn stationed at 157 at the time of the, the new moon on the 22nd, it's at 151. So they're, they're pretty slow. Um, so Pluto's are roughly five months every year. Jupiter's roughly four months. Saturn's roughly four and a half months. Pallas Athena is, I think, under four months, a retro period every year. And so they're actually going to travel back together. And so there's going to be some interesting, um, like, road map, road signs or signs along the road 
uh, in late Capricorn uh, for a few months here. The other aspect to talk about with the new moon is the square to uh, Ceres and, and uh, Mars and Pisces. Squares to the new moon bring alternate perspective or pressure. In this case, something's happening and you feel this response. Uh, and then what's happening is you might feel that something's out of your control or that somebody's controlling something for you. It could be that something, somebody's trying to intentionally manage something on your behalf, but it's not working for you. And you might not realize that it's not working until you realize what they're doing and you're tense, and then you come up with a new idea. So it can be somebody saying, let me take care of that for you. Series can be doing, like love through doing. And with Mars, there can be a very assertive quality to it. That's why I say it can also be controlling. The negative side of Mars and Ceres can include uh, con control-based behavior sometimes. So you might need not realize you need to come up with your own idea uh, on your own, your own space, your own rhythm, until somebody's trying to help you and you just feel impinged upon. That's kind of the idea of this. So be grateful for the stimulus because it will drive creativity. It will drive the new ideas if you're open-minded, if you're, if you're willing to see anybody who's pushing, pushing at or pulling on you or telling you you're sh you should do this this way or you should be this other way, look at them as bringing you an opportunity to realize what you need to do for yourself. And don't blame them even if it feels assertive or aggressive, overly assertive. Okay, so those are the, those are the things um, with this here. Let's uh, go back to my notes. Yes, yeah, so then um, the exact square to series in Pisces will be Friday, uh, May 29th, so a week later at eight degrees and 56 minutes. So just under nine degrees. And that's while the sun is sextile Chiron and Aries. So that thing about, I need to do things my own way. I have my own ideas versus somebody's trying to, you know, oh, you really should do it this way, kind of series. Uh, providing, nurturing, mentoring, parenting kind of figure. Uh, so it might be telling you what's good for you and you need the freedom to, to come up with your own idea. Um, that will be exact then. And while the sun is, um, let's see, is sextile Chiron and Aries. So expect um, yourself to be aware, of either person in the dynamic, to be aware of the other person's vulnerability. So let's say that I know that you care about me and maybe you kind of define yourself in terms of what you do for me. But right now, I don't want to deal. I don't, I need to do my own thing. Let me be compassionate toward you. Even if it looks like you're trying really hard to like get your hooks in me or something. Let me just be like, I understand you care about me. You understand the vulnerability behind that identity, right? Or how that person might define him or herself. This doesn't have to be with parents and children, but it certainly can be because series is involved. Um, but it's really about, um, you know, accepting vulnerability in yourself and also others. This can also, the idea of the, vulner, the vulnerability angle can also come in with, you know, you can't help somebody because they have to learn this themselves. It could be the other way around as well. Or somebody not helping you because you need to learn it on your own. And that person may be actually holding space for you to, to evolve, right? Um, okay, then the sun will uh, pass Venus retrograde Wednesday, June 3rd, so it's halfway through its retro period, at 13 degrees. And um, so Venus has been retrograde, and I go into this uh, in detail 
in the in the subscriber videos, uh, the Interpoint at one uh, forecast too. Um, but Venus in retrograde in Gemini, you're, you're, you need new ideas about how to use your time and energy and money. And old things might not seem to work or may, may have lost interest in them. People, but also activities and what you invest your time and attention in. Well, the sun in Gemini passes over that. You might have some awareness of why. You might have felt something lost its shine. It could even be a hobby or something that you're interested in. And you're just kind of like, oh, I just don't even care. I love this thing. What's going on? You might have some insight on that um, around that time when it, um, let's see, it'll be, yeah, June 3rd at 13 degrees. You might gain some, some insight. Let's go back to the, um, or something might become obvious is how I like to say when the sun is involved. Um, let's go back to the uh, Sagittarius uh, full moon. See, yeah, it goes back to the first one. Okay, here we go. And that takes place uh, Friday, June 5th, 2020. Pacific time is 12, 13 p.m. Um, so you have the sun over here at uh, 15 Gemini with retrograde Venus. So the emphasis of the moment is on what needs changing and what isn't working regarding relationship and communication. This Venus retrograde, because it's in Gemini, has a lot of people having issues with remembering details. It's kind of like a Mercury retrograde. I'm having clients show up or late or write the wrong time down for the session or something. And, um, and I'm just trying to roll with it because I know that like there are things about time, like I'm doing this video two days later than, than expected. There are things about time. We just kind of roll with it and be patient when something's retrograde like this. But just be aware that communication between people, the clarity of someone's mind, there may be quite a lot of distraction going on. And this can come up between people, something like um, one person says, hey, can we talk about this? And the other person goes, yeah, of course. And then two minutes in, the phone rings or the person can't stop looking at the phone or the cat's wailing to get outside and just the distractions of the world. But also when something's retrograde in Gemini, while the sun's in Gemini, there can also be an overstimulation of the senses. So like, I can't stop hearing that noise. Like my girlfriend asked me, oh, can you smell this thing? And I was so distracted by the sounds that I wasn't able to be aware of if I smelled anything. And I was like, that is weird. But I was hyper-stimulated with noises. Anyway, that's me and my Neptune Mercury bit. So anyway, the emphasis, the obvious thing, the thing that looks normal and correct is, is sun conjunct retrograde Venus. I gotta think about money. I gotta think about time. I gotta do something. I gotta do something, right? Sagittarius full moon says, um, I'm feeling a need to focus on something or I'm feeling a need to be intuitive or creative or not linear and logical. I need to have an adventure. I need to expand my heart. I need to express a feeling in a loud way against the backdrop of the sun being logical. Now, this is a partial lunar eclipse. It's like 14 degrees uh, from the nodes, which is kind of, it's as wide, I think, as we, we, you know, astronomers might count it. I don't emphasize the eclipses when they're that wide. Like the next one in a couple of weeks, you know, uh, in the new month will be, you know, will be a little louder because it's closer to the nodes. It's quite close. Um, but here, um, 
this is, um, you know, the Sagittarius full moon. Uh, I need to have faith in something. I don't want words. I have a feeling I need to express it. I don't want logic. Um, but also there's a need to focus on something or to look better, forward to a better tomorrow. That's a Sagittarius method. It's possible that somebody's focused on logic and data and, you know, somebody else really needs to experience the feeling of something or have a sense of forward motion, you know, that we're going to get through this. One person might say, oh, but here's what the numbers are like. And the other person might say, it can change. And the first person says, well, I mean, I guess it could change, but this is what it's like. And the second person's like, I need to know tomorrow can be better. So a, a full moon always brings something into the full light of conscious awareness. And um, in Sagittarius, it's the need to believe or a belief itself. And so this can actually be tension between your beliefs and the data in front of you. Because Sun, Venus can bring you data in Gemini. So anyway, so there's a little tension in there. This full moon is conjunct Argensuri, this asteroid that's about inner wisdom and conscience. And where you go when you have the most pressing problems or dilemmas. And if you assume everybody else is knowledgeable because they're wise or experienced or something. And Argensuri represents the need to tune in to your inner sense of what's true for you. Is this in alignment with my moral compass? Does this feel right to me? Does it sit well with my conscience? These are Argensuri questions. And who's the final authority? So here you have logic and numbers and the need to rethink numbers with Venus being retrograde in Gemini and the sun emphasis making this loud. And what you need separately, this moon in Sagittarius conjunct Argensuri is to tune inward you know, you can think of it as going to a happy place. I don't want to diminish or that or demean it in any way, but make it sound trite. But there's a sense of like, I, I need to give myself space to trust my expansive nature. It's not only about numbers. Nothing is only about numbers. Except accounting or something. So except finance. Uh, the Argent series retrograde. So you might find a little you know, rhythm problem. You might not be quite sure what to do at first and then find it. So you can roll with that and be patient. But this is also square the Pisces planets, Neptune, Mars, Nessus, and Ceres, all of them, between 20 Pisces and 10 Pisces and the lunations of 15. So within about five degrees, uh, each each one, you know, the, the outward ones. So Neptune square, uh, we'll say Neptune-Mars together, brings the need to align will with a higher truth. Something might not work when you choose to do it. And you might have things from left field or curveballs that interrupt things in weird, mysterious ways where you kind of feel they're synchronistic events. Um, and conjunct nessus, uh, there's an element of needing to not deny instinct. So Mars and nessus together in Pisces is very instinctive. Aligned with Neptune, there is um, the need to align everything with a higher truth and to realize that when something doesn't work, it's not personal. It's about alignment and vibration and what your motivation and intentions are. And series where the notes here is that idea of like somebody's trying to do something for me. I'm trying to help them, but I maybe need to have boundaries to let that person have the freedom he or she needs. Think about Mars, Neptune together in Pisces can be very frightening that you don't have control over something. And so, you know, somebody else might not be sure how much leash to give you. Sorry, I'm listening to dogs barking in the background. So I'm just thinking about leash instead of giving you inches of a rope. Um, 
but you might need to be free and somebody might not be sure if you're safe if you claim freedom, but you must claim freedom. Okay. All right, so back to the notes to wrap this up. Um, yeah, so the exact square to Mars in Pisces will be Saturday, June 6th, that's 16 degrees. And then it will square Neptune four days later. So these issues of what's true and, and what can I do, I have these new ideas, Sun and Gemini, square these planets in Pisces, but something might not work. Or I might find that something isn't flowing correctly. Then um, the last thing in this video is, the last, you know, day of the, uh, the last couple days of the, uh, of the solar month, Sun will conjunct the transiting North Node in Gemini. And this is idea time. Because the South Node in Sagittarius, the transiting South Node says, we might have our beliefs and our stuck, our stuck ideas, you know, the lenses through which we, you know, assume how the world is, might really be activated. Well, the Gemini North Node says, the answer is in new ideas, new solutions. So the sun being there might challenge us about what we believe is true and challenge us to, to find out what's actually happening in front of us. So, um, but I want to say that it's about spitballing and brainstorming. And I, and I almost wrote throwing stuff at the wall, but it's not about seeing if things stick. It's amassing the things you may throw at the wall to see if they work. So Gemini brainstorming is mostly not, is not uh, efficient. It's just new ideas. I said this, you thought that, I misheard you. Oh, what about these 10 things? Work on giving yourself a chance to open up to new perspectives so that you don't cut off brainstorming and flow and curiosity and openness and, and, and to some degree imagination and just connecting the dots logic so you don't cut it off because some of them are impractical or even 95% of them are impractical. New ideas. And on that note, new communication new words, new perspectives. I thought I did this for you for this reason. And the person says, oh, I thought it was because of this. And you say, oh, no, it was because of this. And so you get to unwind certain things about what you assume is true to find out what's actually in front of you. All right, so that's Friday, June 19th at 29 Gemini. Of course, the next day, uh, within a day, the sun goes into cancer, and I'll be back here to do another forecast for you. So check out the subscription service. That's what it's called. I don't have a clever name for it. Uh, I sometimes call it my monthly forecast, um, but the subscription service through tdjacobs.com to uh, get all the perks and find out about levels one and two, and uh, take care of yourself.